on the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll on. Hey there, hey there, hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you hanging out here on the other side of Texas and love that you share the program with your friends. Go to the water cooler, tell them, hey, let me see your phone. You can download the podcast anywhere a podcast can be found. Uh, just steal the phones of your coworkers, hold it up to their face so it does the facial recognition thing, and then go to the podcast app on their iPhone and uh just uh, android i don't know what to tell you to do i do not have an android don't know the first thing about it and i don't know if there are any nokia flip phones out there there are they will not get the podcast but uh with the iphone all you got to do is go to the podcast app and uh get on with it we're going to get on with it i'm your host jay West Texas Leeson sitting right here where Waylon Jennings worked and where Buddy Holly became famous. The AM580 Studios of Lubbock, Texas, broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across Hub City. Love these guys. For the best wash around, guaranteed, go to Racer Car Wash and you can find your best location there racerwash.com you got thoughts as we roll along on this valentine's day edition of the program you can text those in 806-745-5800 that's 806-745-5800 if they're really good we'll read them uh, that's my uh, text back guarantee for you right there um this edition of the program going to have Mike Bazaar, Bazaar Solutions, here in Lubbock, talk to us about things that make me put on my tinfoil hat and worry about where technology is taking us, and then we'll get in with our friend Fred Harden towards the end of the program, about 30 minutes from now. Some things that I'm thinking about today, number one, don't miss this weekend this weekend we will be up in uh the avalanche journal the lubbock avalanche journal it's lubbockonline.com if you don't live locally and we'll be in the amarillo globe news and i will be discussing politics of place i had uh, the reason two things one I really get concerned about how we look at local, regional, and state issues through a national lens because I don't, this may surprise you, but I try to stay away from national news. And that's not just on this program. It's in my own news consumption as well because it just seems so toxic at this point. And I don't like to worry about things I don't need to worry about. And, you know, the federal situation right now is such that uh, I don't like to get heartburn about it. So I pay little attention. Okay, we get it. You hate Trump. And uh, we get it. Trump says things on Twitter he shouldn't. Like, that's all the national news that I need. Okay, 
Uh, we're going to. There are many things we'd allow over Trump, including illegal immigration and this, that, and the other. And it just it falls six one way, half dozen the other. But I can pay attention to what's going on locally and what's going on regionally and what's going on in the state and digest it better. The only, I tell you what I try to do. What I try to do, people have asked me about this before, and I'm getting back to the politics of place issue here in just a second. And and why I think it's important to reiterate that at this point. Here's what I do. I try to tune in for about two or so monologues a week by Rush Limbaugh. And then what I do every Friday is I watch the PBS NewsHour. I record it and I watch it, maybe not on Friday, but sometime during the weekend. And especially the Shields and Brooks uh, little segment that they do on Friday. Mark Shields and David Brooks. Shields from the left and Brooks from the right. Even though Mark Shields would, by some accounts on the national level, be considered to be a moderate to conservative Democrat at this point, which is, I think is fair because Brooks is pretty moderately conservative. But to listen to those guys' dialogue, that's my news consumption. That's what I do on the national level. And then everything else, I just like the advertisements we play on this program, I try to, I read Ross Ramsey's pieces, and you guys will think that I'm a dork, but what I'll do is I will print off Ross Ramsey's piece, and I'll highlight what I need to know and what I need to look into. Uh, Ross Ramsey every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, with the Texas Tribune. That was my foray into Texas politics. Now, I'm much more opinionated than Ross, but I think that Ross lays out a nice the middle line of texas and that's why we bring them to you every wednesday that podcast is up if you want to go back and listen to it from yesterday but in the vitriol in the toxicity of what's going on locally or i'm sorry nationally i think it's just time to talk about place and why place works and how in lubbock I think some seven of the ten, well, what I can tell you is that eight of the ten top employers in Lubbock, Texas, are healthcare related or are government entities. And it doesn't take you very long in healthcare to understand how important government entities are within that Medicaid, Medicare, and uh, the like. And what kind of insurance is tied to those to those entities and how often those insurance like the number one profession in Lubbock is nursing and I don't know where teaching is but it's got to be somewhere within that spectrum and I'm ad-libbing because I wanted to talk to you about people in El Paso naming cockroaches after their exes and feeding them to animals that's going to be the story I want to get to with you at the end of the program. But I'm taking this little dive into this weekend to tell you what's been on my mind. And uh, 
a little bit of what's been on my heart that I think it's time to hear again about politics of place and to begin to look at politics through your place and this drives the suburbitarians amongst us crazy but government matters and if i were a beto o'rourke or i were a democrat that was campaigning i would point towards lubbock and say here's what lubbock does with government how it has government harnessed how it makes government work for it and government does not is not a tyrant over lubbock um and i would make lubbock a primo example of what good government looks like that's just me. Only this out of Texas. It's not time for that. That's just me. And uh, going to get in with Mike Bazaar here in just a second as we cut out to a break. Mike Bazaar, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. We're going to talk about technology and how it's doing us wrong. And how Mike Bazaar can help you. Coming up right here after the break, about two minutes from now. We'll be back with you on the other side of Texas. It's that time. It's time for some bizarre solutions. You might have to turn that radio down just a little bit, buddy. Are you there, Mike Bazaar? I'm here. Can you hear me all right? Uh, a little bit low, but I can hear myself. How about this? Is that better? Yeah. Now I can't hear myself. Right. Do you ever hear yourself? Have you ever gone back and listened to a podcast of yourself on the show? You know, you know what? I haven't. I need to. Oh, so you don't listen to the podcast. Well, I, I need to listen not to great more, but I catch some I of them I appreciate you being honest. Well, I catch you. I've listened to you on the radio. Oh, okay. I have to go back and right. listen to the podcast. Yeah. So I've got a good reason. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Mike Bazaar. Yeah. So um, I told folks before the break, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat, and we're going to talk about how um, technology is leading us awry and why yeah. we need folks like you in our lives to help protect us. What's going on yeah. this week? Well... You have anywhere you want to start? We could start with uh, GPS and dates, or everything in your house is trying to collect data for Google, or there's just been tons of passwords that were released again. Uh, let's go with the first option. All right. So, um, and this one I, I think will be a, a smaller thing, but it, it just, I saw something on it recently and thought it was interesting. Um, it may impact people who have older equipment. So, you remember the Y2K? when uh, 1999 oh, rolled do I? Let me tell you something. Do you know where I was on where? January 31st, 1999? I, I do not. I was a youth minister in Slayton, Texas, and I was planning on going skiing uh, around that time. And those yeah. kids came to me and said, it's your job to be here when the world ends, and we expect you to be here. So I canceled my <laughs> ski trip, and uh, I was there for Y2K. And I still, yeah, and we have a dumps, uh, we have a trash can at one of our uh, rent houses, and yeah. on that trash can is a Plains Capital Bank sticker that says we are Y2K compliant. Fantastic. Well, and 
And so really, it was worth making a bumper sticker about. I'm telling you, but it ended up being a non-event for the most part, right? Airplanes didn't fall from the sky. I think this GPS thing will probably fall into the same category. But what it was is is 1999 rolling to 2000. When they first started doing computer programs, nobody thought that far ahead. So they just used the last two digits of the year. And uh, and so 1999-2000 is going to roll back to 1900. Well, they did the same kind of thing with GPS. So in 1980, when they started putting GPS out, um, is, is really what it is. So what they're they're thinking may happen, and again, I, I think most equipment's new enough, it's probably not really going to matter. But um, in April, I think it's April 6th, they're going to roll across that same date where, for whatever reason, April 6th is on the original and, and older GPS unit. So again, not your cell phone, nothing that's you know fairly modern, but if you've got a 20-year-old GPS, you know, attached to construction equipment or some other device. That you like might what, use. though, it, Mike? What is 20 years it, old that has GPS? You know, really, I could say survey equipment, right? You might have old survey equipment. You might have uh, old no. construction equipment for when they first uh, did GPS no. and, and things. Well, you don't, but other listeners in West Texas yeah. might. Okay. So, you know, anyways, and, and the truth is I don't know if it matters, but those those devices in April may all of a sudden think it's 1980. And not 2019. So, and, so uh, what, but what then? What happens? Like it starts wanting to watch Back well, to the Future and and where? <laughs> that's what I say. I, I think it's interesting. What happens? But it'll be a little. It'll be a little bit of a non-event because it'll roll in 1980. And the only thing I could think is if you're doing data collection and you've got you know, and all of a sudden your dates get screwed up then it could start throwing weird reports and things. But, mm-hmm. again, it's not like airplanes are going to start falling from the sky and, you know, trains are going to crash into each other uh, or anything like that. But, you know, old equipment could malfunction and not quite work right. So if you've got really old GPS equipment and something doesn't seem right in the middle of April, it's probably because your stuff's too old. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it needs to get upgraded. So, uh, so the so, answer is upgrade. That's the bizarre solution is upgrade your equipment. That's it. And, and some of it may just be software updates, right? They just need a firmware or software update. But if you've got really old equipment that relies on GPS and it would be detrimental to your business or your life, you might want to just verify that it's been updated with whoever you bought it from. Yeah. That way you don't don't uh, have it spontaneously catch on fire or something in the okay. hours of April 6th. Mike Bazaar says updated if it can be. So you're on the road right now. I am. Buddy, that's like a big play. I mean, you're on the road on Valentine's Day. That expresses a lot of confidence in your marriage. How long have you it, and Jennifer it, been married? We've been married going on 13 years. And uh, okay. and I asked for permission before I left. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm heading over to Dallas. It's twofold. Uh, I've got to stop by a school there and drop off some equipment and, and do a couple things there that they need and then my taxidermy from my africa trip just cleared custom wow how long Friday ago was that trip it was a year ago i've been waiting a long time yeah for you spot. have so you're gonna so fill up the I'm, back of the what are you driving an excursion a, a pickup no I, yeah i've got my uh my silverado so okay. i got my truck so i'm gonna come back with a giant wooden box in it well uh let me I got the forecast right here. Um, you should be good on this end of things to come back. Not supposed to rain. Zero That's percent good. chance this weekend. That's good. 
All right. So, so uh, no, I don't no, need to tarp it up. No tarp necessary. Okay, what's the next right. thing, Mike? Bizarre, bizarre solutions. Yeah, so um, this one we can go quick, and then the next one we can talk about as long as you want to. <laughs> um, there was a couple weeks ago we talked about it. Somebody had leaked uh, like 600 million, 700 million emails. Some of that had passwords. Some of it was personal information mm-hmm. on uh, on the Internet. And that same hacker just released another 100 and about 80 million records that he has hacked from about eight more websites. Um, a couple of those, if you go to a place like TechCrunch or just Google, you know, I think they're calling it Collection 2. Um, but anyways, Collection it's, it's out two? there. But it was, I believe that's what they're calling it. I mean, it. I don't but plan is, on uh, going there, but if somebody is, I just want them to know where they need to go. Collection well, 2. Well, and if you just Google data breaches, I'm sure you'll see it too. But the it, it is some bigger websites like House, uh, you know, H-O-U-Z-Z, the, the one that shows off people's houses, like Instagram, but specifically for houses and builders and people mm-hmm. trying to find decoration ideas. Um, that was one that got breached in this. Uh, 500px, which is like a photography website. Uh, there were several that were big names. My Fitness Pal was one of them. And a lot of people use that on their, you know, iPhone or Android or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So there were quite a few big name places that got leaked. And, and so, again, if, if you have any of those accounts and you have a password, it may now be for sale on the dark web, and you want to go change and use on that. And you can't just add, like, a 2 to the end of it and think it's secure. Yeah. You need to totally get rid of it. Yeah, uh, and while we're on the password thing, because this is something that's really changed my life, Whenever you do a password, Mike Bazaar, it should be what you've taught me is four words, maybe from wherever you're creating the password, but you look around and it's like keyboard, uh, board, phone, and hand sanitizer. Yeah. That's it. And if they're big words, you could use three words, right? So if they're real long words, but, you know, do you have a a picture wall or something with, you know, landscapes on it? Because, again, if it's your three kids, I can Google your three kids, and I can find out your kids' names, right? You've mentioned them on Twitter. And and so I can go find all that. So those things make poor passwords. Uh, But if you can do that, and, and again, like you said, put yourself somewhere familiar, because then you can say, oh, I reset my password three days ago. I was in the living room, and, and then you can... Basically, you could pull your living room into your memory pretty easily, and then go. Okay, I looked at mantle, you know, whatever, 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 and and that that's now your password. Hey, can we please uh, take a quick? We got you for about five, ten more minutes here. Let's take. Um, what do you make of Facebook user that posts happy birthday to their own children who don't have Facebooks? It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, if they're sharing pictures for friends and family, then maybe it's just their way of, you okay. know, like I've done that sharing baby pictures, you know, so or something like that. You share a picture of your kid, and say, ah, it's Noah's birthday or whatever, and um, and I can see that. But I guess you're thinking like they made a Facebook account for their kid. I think that no, would be a they bit no, weird. not making a Facebook account. Just like, hey, we're glad that our little blessing is four this year. Is a lot better than happy birthday to Cameron because um, you know Cam- yeah. Cameron the five year old doesn't have Facebook. No, I and I can't even read if you showed it to him. But but I think if you're sharing a memory for family, kind of and saying, 
you know, the thing I think is interesting to do about it is that it kind of creates that memory in time, right? So oh. I think if I've seen people share and they'd be like, your favorite things are this and that. Because then it'll pop back up later. You're such a better businessman than I am. Well, I mean, I, just, yeah. I, I, I like Facebook memories, man. What can I say? Yeah, I did. I did see one of the boys. I mean, they had to have been like three years old running around in Kentucky yeah. uh, with mom taking pictures of them. Um, yeah, that's a sweet memory. Back when we used an icon and not uh, not uh, iPhones. Okay, last thing, what do we need to get into here? Yeah, so uh, Google and Amazon want to know everything about you all the time, and so most people accept that when you talk to Alexa, it's Amazon knows that. When you talk to your Google Home, Amazon, or, you know, Google knows that. Mm-hmm. Google and Amazon are now pressuring third-party manufacturers to say, look, if you want to get this information from us, whether it's, you know, ad networks or, or whatever, you know, some of the, the services that they offer, um, then you need to give us a live stream of the data from your devices. So they went to, like, Logitech as one. They went to Logitech and said, we want to know when they turn the TV on because they, they you hit that button in their remote for your universal remote that you have from Logitech. We want you to report that data to us. And, you know, for a small smart bulb, like Phil, uh, Philips have all those huge smart bulbs. I don't know if you've seen them. They can change Stop colors it. and they're connected to your Stop. Wi-Fi. Stop. They're collecting that too? They want to know when you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning. So let me know when you're turning your lights off, when you're turning your lights on. Did you use Google? So Google is, is pressuring these guys to give them, and Amazon Bolt, to give them this information. And some of them, like Logitech, said, no, you don't need that. And But they still give them some info. They haven't really dic- disclosed what they're giving them. But it just kind of goes back to smart homes are great and there's a ton of convenience, but some of these guys are pushing really, really hard, and it's almost scary to me that they're trying to get that continuous speed. And what's really weird, and when you start, this is where the tinfoil hat comes in, is if they can get this, the TV manu- or the remote manufacturer for a universal remote, they're going to know when you turned on Netflix. And now if I can get data from Netflix or from Amazon Prime or whatever you're using, I can know exactly what movies, and it's getting reported to other people. Because I get it when I stream a movie from Amazon that Amazon knows I streamed that movie. But I don't expect Google to know that I streamed a movie from Amazon. And I don't expect, you know, Google or Amazon to be able to know that I turned my TV on and set it to channel, you know, 11 or whatever, you know. But but now that's what they're trying to get is they want basically to know what you're doing. And when you couple that with your phone, which they're already collecting a ton of data out of, um, they're going to get really accurate pictures of what you do every day when you go to bed and, and all this other stuff. And, and um from their perspective, it's great for advertising and, and all the stuff they do to make money. Um, from my perspective, it's get out of my life. So you're telling me that Amazon and Google are in cahoots? Well, they both just want to collect data. The more Amazon knows about you, the better they can But do they the work right together? I, I don't think so on this. I think that they're just both asking for the same kind of information. Amazon just bought a router company. And again, we talked about this, those, those mesh wireless routers that you can get for your house and your, get your wireless, you know, way better connection and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazon just bought Eero, E-E-R-O, and a lot of people are wondering if they bought them because everything goes through your router in your house. So if they own the router, now what data can they take? And 
And so uh, they haven't said that, right? I mean, I don't know what the intention is. Maybe they just think it's a cool product and they're going to, you know, if you have great Wi-Fi, then your Alexa is better and they can, you know, use that and other things. But uh, why wouldn't they? They're probably going to collect how many devices connect to it and the names and was it an iPhone or a Mm -hmm. PC or a Mac? And then they're going to know that, you know, UJ have a very Apple-centric household so I'm not going to show you advertisements for PC stuff, but I'll show you advertisement for Mac accessories because you may buy those. Here's what I'm thinking, Mike Bazaar. There are going to be like five people who are going to be able to withstand a campaign to be president in 2060. Only, only, <laughs> only five people. I think you're pretty close. I mean, you're going to know everything about everybody. It is a, getting to be ridiculous. Man, And so, you know, some of it has got to be privacy laws, and that's why Europe has GDPR and a few others, and and the U.S. is going to adopt more. Um, but, I mean, these guys are taking all the info they can get as long as they can get it, and it's a little bit scary. Let me ask you this, Mike. This is going to be a curveball for you. This is from the Texas Standard. While you might celebrate Valentine's Day with a box of chocolates, animals at the El Paso Zoo will be snacking on a very different treat today. On Valentine's Day, cockroaches. This year, the zoo is launching its Quit Bugging Me event, which is naming roaches for people's exes. More than 6,000 people submitted the names of former flames, says the zoo's coordinator, Sarah Borrego. Um, how many cockroaches are named after you in El Paso today, Mike Bazaar? Ooh, I don't know. Mike's a common name. So me specifically, I'm going to hope zero. But there there may be quite a few Mikes that are getting chomped on. Yeah. We're taking names, your ex's name. Then we're going to go ahead and name some cockroaches after them. And then some of those cockroaches are going to be fed to zoo animals as part of their enrichment, says Borrego. Some Mike bizarre cockroaches being consumed in El Paso. Uh, gonna I think ask, have a little tinfoil hat. Yeah, there you go. I appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate the time yep. and giving us the Mike Bazaar. Bazaar Solutions, how do they reach you? Yeah, it's uh, 806-853-7757 or if you Google Bazaar Solutions, I think we're the only one in America. So, Yeah. Just one Z in Bazaar Solutions. One Z. Appreciate you, buddy. Yep. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Get off with Mike Bazaar. Ask Fred Harden how many of those cockroaches are going to be named after him. That's a question that I think a lot of women across Lubbock want to know is uh, we get in with Fred Harden. Coming up, take a quickie break. Stick right where you are here on the other side. Shake the dirt off your shoes. Come over, take a seat. Knock that chill off your bones. Got food on the fire. Can I get you some of Make yourself at home, yeah, I'm on the run. I'm looking out, searching for something that I still care about. I'm looking up to the sky. One of Lubbock's favorite people is Fred Harden. Glad to have him on now of Will Bend Mortgage here in town. Get you some applause that you deserve, Fred Harden. Um, tell us a little bit about. Uh, I just I've been on this real estate thing for like a honestly for like a week and a half. I'm uh, 
a million and a half in on listings. Wow. I think that's okay. That's great. I just put my nose to the grindstone, doing what I need to do. And, uh, you know, those commissions help. The uh, leasing scholarship fund there at the Ponderosa. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I see, you know, I saw you, I guess, maybe a couple of weeks ago uh, towards, you know, you were finishing up you, you, some of your um, work. And um, I knew right then that you were going to be a rock star. Thanks, Fred. Yep. I wouldn't say rock star, just trying to get people taken care of. Yeah. And then get future listings. That's the name of the game. Yeah, it's, um, you know, the the big thing is you've got to kind of get your name out there and and let people know that you actually do this for a living. And it's going to, it's, it's going to materialize. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm like not toe deep. Now I'm like thigh deep in the pool and uh, about to jump in. Well, you know, that's, I kind of think that that's really the way that you need to do. I mean, either you're going to jump in or you're just going to mess around. And, yeah. you know, I, I've known you a long time and you're not really a guy that's going to mess around. I'm not good at the mess around thing. Yeah. I, I've got my strength is my weakness. I can focus on one thing. No, you're you're going to be great. Yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. So, folks who don't know, tell us what Willow Bend Mortgage is and uh, why folks need to use you. Well, um, we are um, we have been here in Lubbock for almost two years. Um, it's the hold on, hold on, time out, time out. How long has Fred Harden been here, and why do so many people know who Fred Harden is? Why are you so venerated? Well, I um, you know, I came to school here in 1973, and uh, was, came to which school in '73? Uh, uh, Texas Tech, and um, you know, did the music thing. I was, you know. Um, like when I retired uh, from education, I retired. What did as... you do in education, though? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, held accountable for <laughs> all that. I um, was the deputy superintendent of schools in Lubbock, and uh, that was my last last job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ha- had done several. Uh, I would kind of kid people and say literally I couldn't keep a job. I uh, did, you know, music and for 13 years and a band teacher. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, which is why Fred Harden, if you don't know him, like some people put up a Facebook post and they're like maybe this will pull 20 likes. Like <laughs> Fred can pull 100 likes like nobody else. Well, it's, you know, I've I've been really blessed. I mean, it's it's been a neat deal. Um we, you know, when I, you know, I went from, um, like, um, like an assist, assistant, uh, principal at Coronado, then an associate principal at Monterey, and then elementary principal at, um... What's the difference between an assistant principal and an associate? Well, um, it's kind of, mostly, it's going to have to do with how many knuckleheads that you have to mess with you know you i mean it's just kind of like the principal isn't necessarily going to do a lot of discipline 
um, but you're, you know, the person that's kind of, you know, that's just going to be the, um, the kind of the low man on the totem pole. They're going to be doing the, the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, after I was at uh, Smith, I was there for three years and then um, went downtown and was, you know, like the associate um, uh, principal and, you know, was uh, when I when I um, retired, I was the um, kind of the the head, uh, the, the second person in, in charge behind Wayne Havens. All right. So a lot of the kids know who Dr. Fred is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I interrupted you on the Willowbend thing. No, it's, it's, um, tell me again why my wife and I are using you. Let's talk about that. Well, I think a lot of it. And it's not barter. Right. It's not barter. I want to say that plainly on the radio. A lot of the talk show hosts, it's like, hey, we're going to talk about this and we're going to get free certain. No, no, no. It's straight up, but tell us, tell us again why the Leesons are using you. Well, I'm, I mean, I think the bottom line on it is, is that we have a service that, applies to y'all and not everybody has that because we're doing what well you're doing a renovation loan and you know you're going to we're looking at you know um having you kind of you know looking at you know how much money do you want to put into a new house and and all of that so we're going to buy a new house and then we're going to renovate it and we're going to get that done because dr fred knows what he's doing yeah i mean absolutely it's um there are only you know i would would say maybe two possibly three people uh that do the renovation thing and we've got a you know a guy that is i mean he's set to do it and it's it's seamless and you know i've done it with another company before and it's it wasn't quite as seamless as it you know has been with willow bend yeah so how does it work exactly um somebody says i want this house i want to renovate it so how does that loan work out Okay, so the way that it would work is, you know, we are going to, like, essentially figure out how much money you want to, like, borrow. And then we have to, at that point, and I'm going to just invent numbers here. Let's just say that you're going to uh, do $100,000 in renovation. Then at that point in time, we make sure that the house will actually appraise for it, and then we jump in. And it's literally, it's um, pretty simple, you know, and, and then it's once we get there, we put you in that loan, and then you're, you own the house. House plus renovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, um, like I say, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's, you know, on, uh, the long end, you know, it it could take 45 days. We've not had one go that long, but, um, I mean, it could, you know? Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, so Fred Harden with us here in the studio. You've taken some notes. There's some things you want to get into here? Well, I just I took um, some of the things that you had, you know, sent me a text about, you know, uh, the things that you wanted. I think, like, right now, <clears throat> people probably want to in that text i said that we were going to bring up personal secrets are we going to get to that yes absolutely (laughs) no i think um you know when we talked about this you know like right now there's a little bit mm, i don't think that it's people are scared of it a little bit but i would say probably um 60 to 45 days there was a a concern about you know how is the government going to work and how how is it going to be you know if we're trying to you know do a house i don't really see that being an issue i mean i think over the last uh 45 day uh last 50 days uh, 15 days i'm sorry we've seen um more you know comfort in what's happening out there with buying houses it was you know around the first of uh january it was it was kind of slow but it's really kind of has rebounded and so i just i just think that housing sales or what what exactly yeah i think uh housing sales in general have Mm -hmm. have um you know catapulted so to speak and um it, you know and this is generally always a small um it's uh, this part of the uh year is is slow just because people are kind of waiting until you know they get to the spring and all that but it's it's actually kind of uh, going faster than you know it has in in the past yeah i mean i see that houses pending right now in lubbock are up 47 percent from 2018 january 2018 mm-hmm. yeah and i that's exactly what we're seeing is and i and i think you know it's hard to to figure out you know what causes that i mean it's it could be the fact that people are going oh you know we better get a house while we can get a house you know but uh mm-hmm. because you know it all kind of works together and you know when you're looking at what um you know the government is doing in terms of we're going to shut the government down we're not going to shut the government down and you know it's it it yeah. it's it's a big deal mm-hmm. Uh, and I see that luxury homes. I think whenever you talk about luxury homes, you're talking about four hundred thousand plus in Lubbock are up a hundred percent from December two thousand eighteen. Yeah, um, and that doesn't necessarily surprise me, just because um, when you're looking at December, that's Christmas time, and you know you're not necessarily that's not really going to be yeah. the up christmas aggression right yeah <laughs> well said uh what else going on at will well you know i think i think one of the things that um we're kind of doing what i want to talk a little bit about um just how it, how it all works you know in terms of we've got several different 
programs that we can we and and I'll full disclosure I don't necessarily encourage them but there are some programs where you know people can get in for no money down but you have to know that you're going to you know pay a, a price for the interest rate you're going to pay it yeah and and so you know i mean i kind of did some numbers here if just on a hundred and seventy thousand dollar house you're you're going to be looking at if you did an fha you're going to do roughly uh $1530 a month pay, payment if you did no money down you'd be looking at a little more than $300 a month you know on top of so 1800 well you're going to be uh 1672 as opposed to 1353 mm-hmm. and you know and i think that you you know i i really you know i i try to work for the customer but i do want them to know what everything means you're renting that money yeah that's no. that's exactly right and um so you know there but like i say there are some you know d- different you know grant programs uh, you know that are available but it's you know it's uh, 2% what kind of rent what kind of grant programs though well um the two that are kind of the the big ones are uh T-Shack and it's you know and the other one is uh Seth and they're just they're bond kind of programs and so you uh, get into it and you know it's qualification is a little bit different um, and the big thing is you know just what the price tag is going to be mm-hmm. on on the loan and and it's not necessarily um, a bad thing you know I mean it it could be that you know you're going to you want you want to get into a house and you want to you know, you don't have the money to to get into it, but you know that you're going to only do this for a couple of a years, and then you're going to, you know, get in and get a what I'm going to call like a government kind of loan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what else? Um. Well, I see. I think you know the. The big thing is, um, you, you know, I, I just coming out of the, um, the where we've been for the last two months, I, I think that there is always going to be some accountability. I mean, our interest rates have actually gone down um, from before, you know, before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I think that. And what they're also saying is that um, the during this um, 19, uh, nine, nine, 2019, sorry, that they're... I thought going, you were going Y2K there. Yeah, I, I, you, you led me <laughs> before that. Um, I just, I think that we're going to have pretty good interest rates um, throughout this year. And I think, honestly... And you know, I'm I'm not a soothsayer, but I am a little bit. I look at that stuff, and I, I 
it would surprise me if we got into some really, really high interest rates. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So now's the time to go. Uh, yes. Pull the trigger. Absolutely. Tell them how to reach you then. Okay. Um, we uh, we actually, just if you're looking for us, we're at 4701 Loop 289. And we actually just moved um, like two months ago. Um, and then our, ad- our um, phone number is 806-228-7531. 806-228-7531. Okay. All right. That's how you can reach Fred Harden. Yeah, and you can... Dr. Fred. Yeah, you can also feel free to call, you know, me on my, you know, uh, cell phone, 806-790-0637. All right. He's one of Lubbock's favorites, Dr. Fred Harden. Appreciate you, buddy. Hey, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, appreciate you coming out, and... uh being on the program, we're going to close out the program and we come back right here on the other side of Texas. Quickie break. We have tomorrow for you Daniel, the digital millennial guru who produces this program, puts stuff on our widely popular podcast. He's going to be in studio. And guess what Daniel went off and did? The most random thing. He was a part of a record. He did some audio engineering and won a Grammy. The guy won a Grammy. He, like, what else What else do you want here? Daniel got him a Grammy. And uh, he's going to come in the studio tomorrow and talk about how... Because you listen to Daniel, and he's like, oh, golly, shucks. You know, like in all of his, like, millennialness. But went out, what have you ever done with your life, Leeson? Have you ever won a Grammy? No, I haven't. But Daniel has. Daniel, he comes in with me on Fridays and helps me debrief the week. Um, at the week that was and really gets my... Some people say that Friday is their favorite show because it, Daniel really gets me off high center and gets me really throwing some some haymakers at what needs to have haymakers thrown at it. Um, and that's going to be tomorrow's show, me and Daniel, the digital millennial guru, right here on the other side of Texas. For now, going to get home, got to get home, great family, and and tonight, not above average dinner, a great dinner, because I'm taking Mrs. Leeson out. We've got Valentine's, Dr. Fred can vouch for me, i got my Yellow Roses shirt on, which means I'm all about the business tonight. Uh, we're gonna go out and have a good dinner. I hope the same is true for you. If it's not, uh, send me your complaints and uh, acrimony. I I would love to read about you on Twitter tonight. You can find me at Jay Leeson. You can find this show anywhere you find a podcast, Spotify, all those big things that uh, host podcasts, Apple, otherwise. I can't remember the other things that we're on, but we're on all the big platforms, other side of Texas, and uh, be glad to be with you again tomorrow right here. KRFE AM 580, signing off. Yours truly, J. West Texas Lease, and we'll see you next episode right here on the other side of Texas. Shipwreck on the mountain.